and welcome back to Mediums in Action with me, Martin Litt-Wilson, and my good friend and expert medium, Ian Doherty. Hello, Martin. Hello, everybody. Uh, how have things been, Martin, this week? Yeah, well, uh, we're recording this on Walpurgis night, which is the 30th of April. It's typically, you know, kind of a, a, a sort of a part of the circle of... Um, uh, of the Wiccan calendar. I'm not a Wiccan yeah. by any means, but I've always found the 30th of April a real highlight for me. I don't know. It's like a real turning point for me. I, From now until sort of uh, October is is kind of, a, I don't know, it's, it's like heightened senses, a bit more yeah. energy and that sort of yeah. thing. I, I think I go into hibernation, I think, between, <laughs> <laughs> between October and April. I'm kind of a grumpy yeah. old bear, and I'm sure my kids would uh, agree to that. But um, <laughs> and then yeah, so 30th of April onwards, uh, I, I really feel that seasonal turn. But also, also we're, this year, which is more special, is that you know we're, we're losing some of the lockdown uh, restrictions. Yeah, we should be able to start seeing family and friends again, and uh, and and seeing not just the four walls of your house and your garden. <laughs> yeah, no, so. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a relief, though. But um, it's in, it, it is of uh, interest, you know, do we go from half year to half year, like, you know, April to October? Do we? Do some people go January to December? You know, that sort of thing. Is it, um, like I say, the, the pagan calendar or the Wiccan calendar? And general thing there, because uh, recently I've been more sort of aware of you know the phases of the moon normally they don't bother me although my mum used to say oh you can tell it's a full moon he's acting the goat generally speaking i've noticed i've noticed it more um this last sort of uh couple of this last couple of years you know uh more than i've than i've ever done oh, and I, I, I just yeah, don't yeah. know why or what because it doesn't normally bother me you know yeah it's, it's really a, interesting I, it's um I, I always remember with my grandma whenever she knew it was a full moon she used to hide my granddad's wallet and, <laughs> and she used to say whenever it's a full moon he goes mad he goes mad last time he but he he, I, he bought a full set of shirley bassey cds i think it was yeah <laughs> he went mad with his uh with his wallet so she used to hide his wallet and obviously things like uh lunatic luna um, yeah. uh, meaning moon and uh, so you know there was always that sort of links with human behavior and the moon maybe it's just kind of a I, I want to say that it's, it's almost like you're connecting greater with the moon, maybe because of, you know, the ebbs and flows and yeah, and that, that's how life is. And I suppose working yeah. with spirit is as well, is, is you're seeing these ebbs and flows that the moon puts onto the earth physically as much as mentally. Well, yeah, it does, because it must affect the, the, the earth's gra- uh, gravitational field and therefore our own gravity, our own energy field. You know, it has to have some um, some sort of uh, impact on what I did for about a year is I monitored the ghost hunts that we did. I monitored the phases of the moon to see if there was any increase. Now, uh, being aware of magical texts and folkloric beliefs, when the moon is waning or when it's in dark moon, that ideally should have been the time when we should have seen an increase in activity. But sadly, I saw no consistency with any lunar phases and paranormal activity, none whatsoever. I did a similar one, you know, um, uh, to see if it was more heightened on like Halloween. Was Halloween any busier uh, than any other time of day, any other time of the year, sorry? Um, like, because obviously we've done ghost hunts in the summer and in the winter, and um, when they reckon in the, in the winter, the way the ionosphere is, 
there's less ionization in the uh, in the winter months generally uh, speaking than there is summer wise because there's more sun was there an increase in activity there and i just put it down to people's expectation of things happening because it was halloween i, I remember being interviewed around 2008 2009 and i think it was the londonist which is a online magazine and, and they said when's your busiest time of the year it must be halloween and and I, th- and I said to them, I said, that's a really, really good question. And and I'll actually find out for you. And I went through and um, consistently for six, seven years, we'd been running ghost hunts and we had more events in August compared yeah. to, yeah. to Halloween. Yeah, um, I'd just say that. And that, that, that was demand. That, that was yeah. purely demand. And, and also, actually, it was far more conducive, I think I want to say, to run them in August because you didn't have the cold, the freezing cold of winter. Yeah. One thing about the cold and when you sat there in these vigil groups, sat in the cold, that's one one distraction that you've got where in August things were, you know, warmer. It wasn't entirely warm, but mm-hmm. it was warmer. Yeah. And therefore that was one distraction that was removed. So I, I always felt actually... I'd, I'd say probably May to, to August was, was the most active time, purely because everybody was more focused and yes, more definitely. aware, yeah. rather than kind of thinking, oh, I need a, a hot drink or I need to get another coat on or stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. We've had some really good interaction and questions from people, and, and we've been inspired by one of our students, a lady called Tina. She wrote a, a really nice uh, question on our study group on Facebook. Anybody who joins our course yeah, is allowed on our study, study group and we help support people uh, as they're learning mediumship. And uh, she, she wrote this. I have also been on many paranormal investigations. I've also been terrified of meeting, stroke communicating, even though I've actually wanted to, with spirit. And on investigations, I'm normally the one hanging off someone's arm. However, the more I have been developing and working with my guides, I have too, I feel something has shifted. I am no longer terrified like I used to be. I even went on a paranormal investigation a few months ago and was able to wander independently without being full of fear. My question is, what has changed? Why am I no longer terrified to meet or communicate with spirits? I think that's such a great post. I I really appreciate it. Definitely. I really appreciate Tina posting that for a number of reasons. I think firstly, because it shows her experience. Yeah. And secondly, it shows that you can actually get over one particular hurdle that you have when you start working with spirit. And and that's fear, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is because it's generally speaking, uh, as you're developing psychically, mediumistically, the one thing that has come as a commonality to everybody is clairsentience. You will feel, and generally speaking, you won't necessarily see. You might hear thought form, uh, you might see occasionally, but normally it's feeling. And when you have that, um, I can feel something in my room, I don't know what it is, then the mind goes into fight flight and you're imagining monsters. So you become scared. You want to hide, you want to get away. It's important I'm being attacked or however you perceive it on your own personal beliefs, religious or otherwise. So you're looking at a fight and flight response until you become more fully aware of what it actually is. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, it's. I think certainly when you're doing paranormal investigations, 
whether it's a paranormal investigation or a ghost hunt. So how I would describe the difference between paranormal investigation and, and ghost hunt is ghost hunt is more of a fun activity and a paranormal investigation is where you're actually properly investigating the location. So with either one of those, there's uh, anticipation and also the fear of the unknown. And and that really is what Tina is expl- explaining there is is when you're when you want start working with spirit, you're working with the unknown, and that's where the fear creeps in. And what we say to to our pupils when they start working working with us or working on our course is we have a series of activities where we talk about meeting your guide, and it's about building that relationship, firstly over a period of time, but also through three activities which involves meditation and also writing down notes about feelings, what you sense from your guide. And it's slowly, it's a big icebreaker where you can build up your connections between yourself and also your spirit guide. And I think what Tina's done there is building and developing her relationship with her guides has actually ultimately helped realise that there's nothing to be scared about when you do a paranormal investigation or ghost hunt yeah definitely when you when you uh, think about things there martin what you've what you've put um it's a trust thing because uh, building the rapport with your guides is where it is is where there is trust because you do rely on your guide more than you do realize particularly when you're on a paranormal event a bleak ghost hunt because you're thinking oh it's fine i'm safe i got my guide here with me and when you're developing your mediumship you can you know you can you can talk to them and i would advocate this you know if you've got a question oh what does this mean or i don't understand that could you help me and you'll find the answer will be given you know and it's very much when you build it up you lose the fear then of talking to or what happens if i if i see a spirit what happens if i talk to them well you're doing it with your with your guides if you're visual you then see your you see your guides you hear your guides you feel your guides it takes away the fear Another uh, situation with it is knowledge. You know, the more you read about it, it removes the fear. Because so it's fear of the unknown. It gets taken away, doesn't it, Martin? That thing as well is, is you're building you're building up your relationship with your spirit guide. Uh, you can feel your spirit guide with you when you walk around locations. And, and I should imagine as well that there was a little bit of fear of the dark, a, a bit yeah. of fear of the unknown. What am I walking into? And and just having that. That guide walking with you when you're doing this, it's it's great having that. You you've got somebody with you as you're walking around, and and also as I've said before, is it's almost like having a firewall there. It's kind of predetermined that you know if something's going to shock you and it's going to be a negative experience for you, you you're not going to communicate with that because essentially your spirit guide's not going to allow you to do that. It's it's going to guide you away from that or you know kind of push you along subliminally i'd say yes yeah. is, is to something that's going to be constructive for you but also for spirit as well and and it's interesting that you know when we work together you know we we both pick up on separate things but sometimes we both pick up on the same thing and and it's just how spirit works together you know it's we've both had very different life experiences and and have different very different personalities but we do we do cross over and that's where we get you know where we do are able to connect with similar spirit and and it comes back to what we were talking about last week really you know we must be on a similar vibration at certain times yeah when we're sensing you know that's we're picking up that resonance but uh, i i think it's really good because 
what Tina's highlighted is is doing psychic courses uh, sorry not psychic courses doing mediumship courses allows you to break down the first hurdle because I think the first hurdle is the unknown yeah definitely. Uh, I, the amount of questions we get from people who say uh, who say that they can't get any further so instantly they're putting a boundary up they can't get any further they talk to their guide but they're scared of who the guide could be or or, or what it is you know or I can't send I can't see them yet but I've heard them and and it's all part of the communication and and, and we we've often said that sometimes you might have to go back uh, you know once twice to to do the meeting your guide uh, activity before you get that real connection there and it, and it's just about relaxing and it's about being aware of the sensations as well yeah it is you know it's it's ruling out what is not you know which we've talked about on podcast what is not spirit you know twitches through the nervous system into the your skin you know changes in temperatures giving you a headache or a chill you know once you can rule all of them out then you know the way that your guide will uh, talk to you at first or will communicate with you at first is through a clear sentence you feel a heaviness around your head you feel a heaviness around your shoulders or you feel larger you know then that is them coming coming close and you get the idea oh that is my guide his name's samson and he's seven foot three and then you can then you can look at it i you know you might be i feel very 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 dainty i feel happy gaiety you know where you have say a a slight lady with you you know so they will give you feelings so it's all centered on clairsentient because every psychic every medium is clairsentient it's a bread and butter if you class yourself as being uh, has having a strong empathy you're clairsentient okay so you're looking at most of us i dare say at some point i've seen somebody where we feel they're unhappy or they feel sad not by how they look but how they are and that is a form of clairsentience the only difference where it comes from psychic and mediumship is with psychic i'm feeling the person yeah with with clairsentience it's just a it's just appertains to you're feeling those sensations with a spirit person because you can't see them so it's from a distance you know so you're looking at it everybody will have that faculty it's what else you have your makeup you know if you're very visual which is very which is very much me then uh, I was seeing spirit as much as I was feeling them and then I was hearing them when you look at the way you react to being taught some of us want to make lists we write everything down we are more likely to feel spirit first hear them afterwards and perhaps see them at a later date if we need something to show us how to do something and then we can do it you or if you read a lot and you have that image in your mind as if you're watching a film as you're reading the book then you will be very very much clairvoyant you know so the main thing is is having the main thing is having the um trust that was one of my cats walking across my keyboard sorry man (laughs) it's when you have the trust with spirit that what you're getting is right you understand it you recognize it so tina has had these experience over a prolonged period of time not just over a week or two over a prolonged period of time where she's become used to her guide's energy she's become used to her guide's feelings she knows what the what she'll know what it's like as soon as that person steps steps into a room steps into her energy she will know oh that's so and so that's guide a or guide b um so straight away it's a comfort it's the understanding that's what's helped with with removing the fear 
some people have said to me, well, I'm I'm not like the Derek Akaras, you know, or they walk around these places with, with confidence. Or, or even yourself, Ian, you know, people have said, yeah. um, oh, I don't know how Ian can walk around lo- locations and pick up this, that and the other. And and I said a lot of that is confidence, but not not confidence in, in ego terms, but confidence in the knowledge that he's receiving from spirit and what he's been given. And it's a it's a flow that comes through, and it's it's a he's because you've got that trust. There is a purity in the information that comes through. Definitely. It, it, and and it, and therefore it's uninterrupted. So that's why we've had so many hits with you, on on locations. Mm-hmm. You know the information that comes through is is when you allow that purity to come through and that trust uh, to build up, you you will become a more accurate medium. That's what. So anybody out there, try not to. You know, trust the information that's coming through, make notes and let it flow, because that that's when you really get some amazing stuff, especially if you invest, if you like investigating or if you're interested in maybe even giving readings, allow the flow to happen. When you start doing the interpretation, that's when often mediums fall, fall down is when they try to interpret what they've been given. That's when they fall down and uh, and and that's where the inaccuracies come from, because we're trying to put our life experiences on an image that we don't understand. And, yeah. and and I have no doubt with Tina, Tina's path going forward is as the more she prolong, uh, goes on our course and, and does the variety of activities and, and obviously she's done parallel investigations, she's going to get more details, more investigation, uh, more uh, information from the investigations. And uh, and I have no doubt that it's, it, I, I think she's done incredibly well. And oh, it definitely. is the first, it's the, it's the first hurdle of mediumship that she's done, 100%. And that's why we wanted to share it with you, is is don't be so hard on yourself that if if you do the first activity and then you're kind of thinking, well, I'm, I don't think I've progressed, I've not done this or what. It's, you know, I mean, this is why we've kind of moved from Udemy, really, because on Udemy, everybody expects to watch a video for 10 minutes and instantly become a medium. Yeah. It's not about that. It's about mediumship is not not a quick run to the park. It's a marathon. It's about building up your skills and your skills change. Your spirit guides change. And if you've got a passion for this, keep on doing the meditation. Keep on doing the activities that we talk about, especially the meeting your, your spirit guide. I still do that now. Do you know, I sometimes if I feel I'm losing connection and the reason why I'm losing connection is because I'm so obsessed with the earthly things instead of the spirit things. Yeah. I will sit down and quiet myself down and I'll ask my guide to come forward and I'll ask them to be close to me and I'll get that information. And it allows me mentally to connect, not not spiritually, just mentally connect if if I've not been focused on spiritual yeah. matters for a while. Um, yeah, I'm the same. You know, I uh, I uh, work with spirit every single day of my life without fail. And when I notice something different, I think, oh, I haven't seen that energy before, or I haven't felt that energy. I will I will do like like you just mentioned. I'll uh, sit down, I'll uh, relax, and I'll start talking to spirit. Who are you, please? How can I help you? Is there anything I can do for you? And we just talk and build up, and then we I get a lot of information coming through. Oh, my name is. I'm here. I'm going to do this. Not to worry. It's just a gen- general thing, but I you do. I don't just say, oh, who's who's that, and then do nothing. I you know they're here for a reason. So I sit down, give them the uh, uh, respect they're asking for, and we talk. 
That sounds really good. Now, so we just wanted to talk about that today to give you the encouragement if, if you're if you're a budding medium or maybe a medium but still feeling that fear factor, then start kind of trusting. And something that myself and Ian have always said is also keep it simple. Don't yep. overcomplicate it. You know, don't start dowsing. Don't start, you know, kind of overcomplicating all of this. The way how mediumship works is when it's in its simplest form and simplest isn't derogatory, but the simple stream between yourself and your spirit guide happens when you remove all the fluff and it's just you and them. And that's when when the magic happens. Yeah, very Uh, definitely. Excellent. Uh, If you've enjoyed this podcast today, please. uh, you could buy us a coffee um, we have that on our, it, the links on the podcast uh, details and it's also on our Facebook you can buy us a coffee for $3 and it helps support our podcast and the free content that we put out there and also there's details of our mediumship course on there as well I can't even remember how many uh, people have taken the course now It must. Uh, uh, I think we're in is it 38 countries now, I think? so. We're in 41 countries and 659 uh, students. Wow. And a high percentage of those have uh, onto the student group as well, which is yeah. absolutely great to see people oh, on there. Is. And uh, we always try to support every student. If they've got any questions, if they've got, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what questions they are, we will try and help them or at least provide references where we can guide them if they're if it's something outside of mediumship. So we're always there to uh, nurture people's abilities uh, without any ego or, or ulterior motive, shall we say. We're just here to help people. So it's been a great one to record with you again, Ian. Yeah, and, likewise, uh, Martin. It's always nice chatting with you and, uh, you know, and having these talks. We always learn. We can revisit and relearn, I think, as well as much as anything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and interestingly, over this next uh, two weeks, I've just remembered, I think there's three super moons, I think. So yeah, maybe you a, need to keep I an, think there's a pink moon just gone, isn't there? Three pink moons. That's it. Yeah, we've got three pink moons over this. It, it's some sort of weird cycle that's happening. So I don't know, maybe uh, lots more positive news coming through, I think. Definitely. Hopefully the COVID goes to one side. Well, it seems to be getting there. It's for our good friends in India. I, I really feel yeah um, for the cases there and, and sending love and healing. Um, Indeed, and, Martin. And hopefully there's a, a very quick turnaround there to uh, to halt what's happening there and, and across the world as well. So wherever you are, everybody, um, we send you love, healing and our thoughts. And please remain positive for the future. You take care of yourself, Ian. And, and you, uh, This has been Mediums in Action. Bye-bye.